Welcome, everyone, to the IDP Guys, soon to be IDP, IDP Plus Mock Draft Monday. We'll be doing a series of these throughout the offseason to help get you ready for your drafts that will be coming up later this year. We're going to be doing redraft. We're going to be doing dynasty. We're going to be doing rookie. We're going to do offense only. We're going to do defense only. We're going to do offense and defense. We're going to do a number of mock drafts to get you ready. And today, though, we're going to do an offense-only mock draft. We're going to do four rounds. We're going to do 12 teams. So each of the gentlemen on the screen will be doing two teams per person. It's a one-quarterback PPR. And as I said, it's a redraft as if this was August time frame and we're getting ready for your draft season for the NFL 2024 season. With that, I've mentioned I have some tremendous colleagues with me, and we're going to have them quickly introduce themselves and their Twitter handle slash X handle and, and how you can find them. So we're going to start with J.J. Winner. J.J.? Hey, uh, I'm J.J. Winner. Uh, yeah, I'm happy to be here. You can follow me. My I'm old enough that my name is my Twitter handle, uh, so it's pretty easy. Thank you, J.J. Joe? Hey everyone, pleasure to be here. I'm excited to do some drafting. I can be found on Twitter slash X at Jolo63. That is J-O-E-L-O-W-6-3. Thank you, Joe. Steve. I'm Steve Hungarter, um, IDP Hunter is my Twitter handle. I'm a writer and analyst, IDP guys, fancy six pack, ECR ranker of fancy pros. Um, if you guys are curious, I am insane. I just did my 2024 IDP rankings. Come check those out over at the fancy six pack. Thank you, Steve. Johnny freaking fantasy. That's right. Johnny freaking fantasy uh, on Twitter. It's Johnny freaking F1. I think Johnny freaking fantasy was too long at the time. I'm gonna have to go back and revisit that, but that has a nice kick to it, huh? I'm 29 years old from Pittsburgh. I'm a writer for IDP guys. Been working here since November. I'm excited to get started tonight, today. Great. Thank you, Johnny. Okay, and two of my compatriots from our weekly start-sit show, uh, Michael. Yeah, like JJ, I'm too old. I'm so old that my, my Twitter handle is my name. Um, <laughs> so at Michael underscore underscore Sicoli. So, and if everybody's watching on YouTube, which I highly encourage you to do, you know that is not the case. But um, he, he's younger than me. So, yeah, Steelers fan here, <laughs> IDP guys, uh, newsletter running that, and we're gonna have a gonna have a great little redraft here today in January with snow outside. All right, and Sean. Yeah, so Michael just got his learner's permit. Don't let him fool y'all. Uh, yeah, Sean Teague <laughs> at Sean eight three eight six on the Twitter. Thank you, Sean, and thank you, everyone. Okay, so. In terms of from a draft perspective, I mentioned that um, our esteemed colleagues here, we're going to each have two teams. So JJ is going to have picks one and seven. Uh, Joe will do picks two and eight. Steve will do picks three and nine. Johnny will have picks four and 10. Michael will do have, have picks five and 11. And Sean will have picks six and 12. Now, one, lots of things I'm interested to see as we get into this mock draft. Ooh, someone's giving us some background there. Um, so will wide receivers or running backs dominate the first round? Very interested to see how that goes. Where will people like Travis Kelsey get drafted? Will quarterbacks go as early as last year and in which order? And there's a lot of wide receivers that are coming off a challenging year. So 
how will that play out? So really excited to see how that goes in the draft. And I'm sure there's many more questions that our audience is looking forward to. And with that, we're going to pull up the sleeper board. Thank you for sleeper helping us out here. And when I got disconnected, it lost my share screen. So bear with me one moment. All right. Hopefully we got that sharing here shortly. And the winner is. Well, I might as well just start talking about my first pick since I was blessed with it. Uh, I don't know any other way to go. Like when you're drafting this early in the year, my biggest concern is change. What's coming in the off season that's going to mess up my choice. Luckily for me, outside, well, I'm not even going to say it. I'm going to go with CMC as the number one. Uh, I generally don't take running backs in round one, but it's hard to argue that he's not the best running back with the best coach on the best team with the most stable organization. So I will be happy as soon as that sleeper board is up to go with CMC as my mm -hmm. RB1. CMC is the first pick for um from jj and we are having some serious technical difficulties getting it pulled up well, no, um, i can't i can't yeah. sound that smart twice so hopefully it works in the meantime we can talk about the cmc pick because listen i i i love it and i think redraft is the one format we can feel somewhat okay about taking running backs early in that first round and you know, I, I'm, I'm wondering about your thought process here, JJ, of do you view CMC as a clear tier above everyone else that you're going to be punting it down the road? Or am I asking too much and revealing your strategy already in round one? Uh, no, you're not revealing any part of a strategy that doesn't really exist. Um, so I'm going with CMC. I know this past year, finding a reliable running back that you can start every week is so difficult. Now, part of that is usage, right? Bijan, uh, you know, and, and you get nervous about what coaches are going to do and who can handle the workload. I know he has been injured in the past, but I'm not really that concerned um, because everybody gets injured. I just want to have somebody I know is going to perform when healthy. Yeah, and I think that's more than fair. And like you said, best team. <laughs> I think the, the big key to targeting a running back, if you're going to pay for one early, is getting one that we know is going to get plenty of Plenty of work. I'm not sure if anybody is a betting fiend. You know, I am of age, despite what I may look like. And, you know, I'm not sure if anyone knows what uh, Christian McCaffrey's anytime touchdown is this week in the playoffs. But he is minus 340 to score a touchdown this week. Holy he is plus, cow. One, plus 150 to score two touchdowns in this uh, divisional round here. So, yeah, uh, I think it's more than fair. And we got the draft board up, so we are good to go. Right. Thank you, team, for helping me out while I was having those technical difficulties. And we will move on to Joe with pick number two. Yeah, I was really hoping CMC would fall to two, just to make it a little easier on me. Here, I'm between a couple players who I will not say who my second option is to avoid spoilers, but <laughs> I'm going to go with the Cowboys wide receiver, CD Lamb. Um, if this was a dynasty draft, 
he would not nice. be my first or second receiver taken. However, like JJ said, change is, the, is a huge concern. As amazing as um, another wide receiver who typically goes early is, I guess I'll just end up saying the name, Justin Jefferson. Quarterback might be Kirk Cousins. It could be JJ McCarthy. It could be Josh Dobbs again. Like there is a huge variance there. And at th drafting this early, I want to go with a receiver who we know has a elite slash borderline elite quarterback. And as for all those Cowboy haters, Dak is a top eight quarterback. Calm down. He's legit. I'm not a Cowboys fan, by the way. But um, Lamb is coming off a near historic season. Uh, yep. I think based off of the scoring format we are using, he was the second overall scorer in all of fantasy amongst offensive players last year, first amongst non-quarterbacks. Like so it. just going to ride that hot hand. Uh, I got I got the next pick, and to piggyback off of um, what Joseph just said, that was going to be my pick. I mean, that was. I thought I was going to get a little spicy on you, Ricky. I really was. Um, with 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 Lamb, though, I mean, if you go from week six to week sixteen, just to piggyback on how great of a pick that is, he was the wide receiver one throughout the whole year. So I'm actually salty enough here to kind of move back Justin Jefferson, put him at two, put Lamb one. So you are correct. I'll do Justin Jefferson one point three. Justin Jefferson to at number three. And to bounce off what Steve said, looking at Lamb's numbers, he was a top four wide receiver six times in that 10-game 10 10 sample. Yeah, he started out slow. He was wide receiver 16 the first five games. And then from six to 16 on, he was just killing it. A lot of people don't realize that, so that was a smart pick. Yeah. And Justin Jefferson still finished as what wide receiver 24, somewhere in there. Yeah, so wide receiver 32 despite missing eight games. So like 1.3 value there. I'm not complaining. I'm not mad no. about it. <laughs> All right. Over to Johnny freaking fantasy for pick number four. Pick number four. I think those were great picks. I, I was also at two would have took CD Lamb. Um, I think for me. I'm down between two people. Both of these picks would be great in uh, redraft for the upcoming year and and dynasty. Um, but for me, I'm going to go Amon Ross St. Brown. Amon Ross St. Brown, I think, uh, you know, has pieces together so far. I think he's a great uh, first-round pick here. I mean, he's not too far. Maybe you put him one or two spots behind CD, but to me, he's a top-three receiver. Um, some of these running backs give me a little bit of hesitancy. Like we said, Bijan Robinson. I want to see what happens with coaches. Um, Brees Hall, to me, if it wasn't if it wasn't uh, a wide receiver, it would be Brees Hall. But um, I think just surefire. I don't know what's going to happen in New York next year. It looks like. I mean, hopefully they get Rodgers back and only get better. Um, Brees Hall has been a stud without uh, Aaron Rodgers over the past two years, even so. That's a good pick too, but I'll I'll stay safe. I think here with Amon Ross St. Brown. Excellent pick. All right, so far three wide receivers and one running back. So to one of the early questions, are we going to have a wide receiver running back run? Uh, we'll, looks like wide receivers early. We'll see if the trend continues with Michael with pick number five. Yep, I'll jump in right here. Also, Ricky, I think it makes sense to maybe hit the uh, the sound bar so we don't hear the dings. It's just for the, oh, the audio on, people out there that don't get to follow along with it uh, in the top right over there. But in the meantime, I'm going to consider at T number five, I'm not going to end the run here. 
I'm not going to end the run. I'm going to keep it going with the wide receiver, and I'm going to take Jamar Chase. And no, actually, sorry. I messed up. Not Jamar Chase. I want Tyree Kill. Give me Tyree Kill. This is the most broken player in football right now and the most broken player in fantasy football. We have, like JJ said before, and I think everyone is really echoing, avoiding change. We should still have Tua back for one more year. Beyond that, who knows? But one more year we get Tua. Another year we get Waddle. Another year we get Mike McDaniel. Everything mm-hmm. is the same. And Tyree Kill, who has been absolutely dominant in Miami, I am all here for it. Tyreek Hill with pick number five, and I'm going to turn to my producer sitting over to the right here, Andrew, and I want to thank Andrew for helping us out. Um, Andrew, if you could hit on the little sound thing to turn it off um, right next to the little moon thing, that'd be great. Thank you, sir. All right. Tyreek Hill. So four wide receivers in a row. Great arguments for all of them. All right. And so now Sean is up to bat. Uh, I'm already heard an analogy on a football draft. <laughs> I'm already hurting as a Dolphins fan and uh, seeing this wide receiver run. I was really hoping Hill made it one more pick. So uh, I'm going to make a note where me and Mr. Double underscore are no longer friends. <laughs> yeah, I did that. I knew who was speaking after me. I knew. Yeah. Taking back all those nice things I may have thought. I don't think I said any, but I thought them. Um, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> So I will actually take Michael's other option here, and that was Jamar Chase. Jamar um, Chase at number six. Yeah, he's, he's got an elite quarterback coming back healthy. We should see these guys pick it back up next year. Um, they had a winning record this year with all the, the turmoil and the, the injuries there. So, yeah, I expect him to be one of the top receivers again next year. Jamar Chase, number six. And I just have to point out, if you see this LSU helmet behind me, it's so lovely to see two LSU players in the first six picks. But I digress. Okay, on to number seven. JJ, you are up. Uh, I swear to God I'm not a homer. Uh, I promise. However, however, as a Jets fan, um, you know, I talked about the 49ers and how nothing is going to change. Same thing goes for the Jets, except in the opposite side. We're still going to be terrible next year. We're going to have a terrible head coach, a GM who's eh, and a terrible owner, bad offensive line. Like, it's going to be bad. However, Brees Hall put up 1,000 yards rushing and 600 yards receiving on a terrible team coming off an ACL injury. Now, just by saying this, I know what the turf is going to do to him next year, but... I'm going to go with Brees Hall, and I don't know. I mean, that kid did a lot this year, and I didn't expect anything from my team. So Brees Hall would pick number seven, the lucky New York Jets. Oof. (laughs) It hurts. It hurts. Yeah. You know, maybe maybe the next year the Jets can be next year's Lions. We shall see. Okay, pick number eight, Joe. Well, JJ has sniped me yet again. I was hoping for Brees there, kind of switch up strategies between these teams, but leaves me with an interesting group of players to pick from. Um, here, I think I will go... We're going to go with Bijan Robinson here. A little surprised, probably a little early, but... 
all signs are pointing to Bill Belichick being the coach, which actually does not scare me as much with the running back by committee sort of thing, the way he's used Ramondre over the past few years pre-injuries here. Um, and other times he has had a stud running back. And Bijan definitely showed flashes. I assume they're going to get a better quarterback in this year. As much as I like Desmond Ritter, he was not the answer. And yeah, so we will see what happens there. This is very much an upside shot and kind of, in all honesty, just seeing what it looks like if you take a running back early at this point. Bijan Robinson from the Falcons at number eight. Okay, a couple of running backs in a row here as we go over to Steve. Boy, this part of the draft sucks, doesn't it? I mean, it's like meatloaf for dinner again, Mom. Gee, thanks. You know, there's so many guys on this board I could take. Uh, generally, in a real draft, I'm trying to trade up or I'm trying to trade back at this point. Um, so, so right now, this this could hit or this could miss. So I'm gonna go for I'm gonna go for one in the hand is better than two in the bush, right? So I'm gonna go for something solid, something that I know that's gonna be productive. Give me AJ Brown here at the 1.9. AJ Brown is a top 15 in PPR. Uh, five, yeah, five or six times last season. So he's incredibly productive. Um, not expecting elite status, but it keeps me up with everyone else in the first round. So give me AJ Brown. AJ Brown from the Eagles going at number nine. Okay. So uh, interestingly enough, this year, uh, I mean, excuse me, this past year, Travis Kelsey was gone in many mock drafts. So it'd be interesting to see when Kelsey or any of the tight ends come off at some point. Mm -hmm. Wasn't expecting them this early, but just thought I'd mention that. Okay, Johnny, number 10. So my, my next pick, uh, keep in mind, I have a, a wide receiver uh, with Amon Ross St. Brown. So that might sway me here. Uh, I do really like that A.J. Brown pick, Steve. I, I definitely think that was a, a good shot to Thanks. take here. He's lower in the, you know, maybe Maybe not uh, average draft position. He might be a little bit lower, but I really like that because from these wide receivers, that's what I kind of have noticed this year is you, you really got what you paid for, you know, and um, especially besides besides those last couple of games from A.J. Brown, I think he and the, and the Eagles go towards a, a nice long look of what happened during that stretch, and they figure that out. So I wouldn't be left with a, a sour taste in my mouth with uh, Brown. I think that's a great pick, um, but – for me personally, I'm looking at a running back here. Uh, I do think there's some good receivers we can um, get a little bit lower. And with that being said, I'm down to Kyron and Jameer Gibbs. Um, for me, I think just based on usage, based on, you know, also being young too, I will take that chance on Kyron to repeat his performance. Um, Gibbs, I want to see what happens with Montgomery. I'm not sure his contract situation, if he's a one-year um, I want to see, though, if, if Gibbs can be that guy carrying the 15 times and getting catches, you know, if he can stand alone by himself. I have a little bit of hesitancy about that. Maybe I'm wrong. Um, but my gut feeling tells me about Kyron Williams, how strong he was. I don't I don't think that, you know, they'll have anybody pressing him for competition next year. And with his usage and what he output this year, I think I have to stay safe here and go Kyron. Kyron Williams at the number 10 spot. Okay, that one will generate quite a bit of uh, discussion, I have a feeling. Mm -hmm. Okay, number 11, Michael. Yeah, so listen, there, there's there's a guy here. You know, he's on the top of the draft board right now. ADP hasn't caught up. You know, he had a, well, some would say a historic season. And he has an ADP of 257 right now. And that's because nobody's been doing redraft mock drafts and ADP is irrelevant right now. But 
I think everyone knows exactly what I'm talking about right now. I'm talking about the offensive rookie of the year, Puka Nakua. Give me up, give me that. <laughs> Puka. It's it's it 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 go, it can't be stated enough. It can't be understated how impressive what Puka Nakua has done. And not only in the regular season, he went out and put up 181 yards in the playoff game. I expect Matthew Stafford to be back for at least one more year, and Puka Nakua is here to stay, setting every rookie record you pretty much ask him to do. As a day three guy, Sean McVay is still there. Matthew Savage should be there. Uh, Cooper Cup's already sliding down a little bit. Maybe the body's wearing down. And Puka Nakua is going to take advantage of that. I already did. All right. Excellent pick. Okay. Sean, with the last pick of the first round. Dude, Michael is killing me right now. Um, yeah. 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 I know. Puka was know. not my next pick as well, so. I don't know what he's got. Is a spy camera in here or not? But the next guy I'm taking, uh, he had a pretty good season, a breakout season. Uh, we're going wide receiver for this one. And he is definitely tied with his quarterback, who was a rookie this year. Anybody hearing some? That, that messed with me. That's, All right. a, that's uh, a sleeper app churning him on to make his pick. Uh, oh, <laughs> okay. Well, in that case, <laughs> yeah. Nico Collins is the guy I'm taking here. Ooh. Nico Collins. Ooh. That oh, is a, that, now that is a stunner. I like it. It's a dynamic now, produce, offense right now. Producer Anthony. Six months ago, that Nico Collins would be a first round pick at this point. <laughs> still here for it. Love Producer it. Andrew, who's sitting next to me, is a huge Houston Texans fan, and he is uh, he is fired up by that pick in the first round. So as we look at it, wow, uh, four running backs, eight wide receivers in the first round. So let me uh, go to JJ first. JJ, when you were preparing for this, did you think that we would have eight wide receivers and four running backs, or did you think it would be more of a mix? I thought it more would be. Than the- I'm, I'm surprised by the number of running backs. Uh, I thought there might be two or three. Uh, four is a lot, I think, for the first round. Um, I actually love a lot of the wide receiver picks. I love the Nico Collins pick. Uh, might be a little early, but I love Nico. So okay. I'm excited. All right. So, Steve, you picked um, Justin Jefferson with pick number three overall, which is an excellent <clears throat> LSU player, might I add. But mm-hmm. does your do you think you'd be thinking differently if the Vikings don't re-sign Kirk Cousins mm-hmm. and maybe uh, they trade up and grab a Jaden Daniels? You'd still go with Justin at number three? I would go. I like to go to Costco with my little Costco card, and I like to get all the value that's out there. I look for discounts. 1.3 for Justin Jefferson is a value. But honestly, in my heart, I wanted that lamb pick. I didn't think anybody was up on that because I think he's going to be the number one wide receiver this year. So – at the 1.3, I'm, I'm looking for value. Regardless of the situation, to answer your question, Ricky, uh, studs will always – cream will always rise to the top. So Justin Jefferson, I don't care who he has. He can put, you can put uh, Nick Mullins in there. You can put Dobbs in there. You can put Carson Wentz. I don't care who you got. Justin Jefferson's still going to get his numbers. Very interesting. Okay, Kyron Williams. Okay, um, Kyron. Um, who picked Kyron? I'm sorry. I drew a blank there for a second. Johnny. Johnny, so uh, I'm, I'm going to ask Michael a question about that. Michael, do you do you think Kyron's going to repeat? Oh, just you're, coming you're here, asking, those same type of numbers. You're the wrong guy if you're looking for an answer of yes. Yeah. Sorry, Johnny. I'm just not a big 
I've never been a big Kyron Williams fan, and I've, I've got to say this year, you know, I can't ignore what he's done. It was wildly impressive over the back half. But I feel fairly confident they are going to add competition to that, and I don't think he's going to be able to maintain the levels of efficiency that he had last year. And if we remember as well, not to degrade the rushing profile, but a lot of his value came from him scoring 7,000 touchdowns in eight games. So I'm I'm tentatively – I, I'm I'm t- I have one foot off right now, um, and I probably won't be getting many Kyron Williams shares at the cost that he's going to go at. Um, I just I, I do think they're going to bring in somebody, and I think even if he loses a little bit of that workload, it's going to be an issue. Okay, last question. Re- last question related to round one. We're going to do a quick poll. We're going to go around. Um, we already know Sean thinks Nico's worth a first rounder. Uh, we're going to ask everybody real quick, quick yes or no. Do you think uh, Nico should be in the first round? We will start with JJ. No. JJ's a no. Joe. I'm with yes. At like yes. the 11-12 spot, so barely, but yeah. Okay. Um, Johnny, Nico as, as a first rounder, yay or nay? Me personally, no. But if you think Tank Dell coming back, uh, Nico is still going to play like this? Absolutely. Okay, but we're two to two now on the vote. Um, Steve, Nico as a first rounder. So here's the thing on this. Nico Collins is a wide receiver one now. He is. And if you look at the numbers, he's been doing great. But I wouldn't have took him in the first round because I know I could sneak him in the second. So I'm going to say no. Okay. And and Michael? I, I, I don't want any confusion here. I love Nico Collins, but he, he's more of a mid-second round guy for mm-hmm. me. Around that okay. 15 to 18 range. All right. So love doing that. I do want to also all... say with the Nico Collins debate is I do not believe in Tank Dell. I don't think he is sustainable. Uh, size profile, athletic profile. I very much, I was very, very low on him. I actually gave, gave him an undrafted grade coming out, but I did not see any of it on tape. I don't think it's repeatable. I feel like it's very Kyron Williams-esque, like what Michael was saying, except significantly more of an outlier feels very kiki cutie to me kiki right. i'm prepared to be wrong on that kiki cutie now that's a name from the past kiki <laughs> small small surprisingly unathletic texan slot receiver who had six really good games and then was never heard from again because of injuries and injuries is a big part of it he's small i think this injury thing is going to be pretty constant for dell okay all right, thank you, folks. So it was two to four on that one for on Nico. More people seen him a little bit more as a second rounder than late first here. But to recap, so the the first four picks around run uh, for those that are in listen only mode from our audience: McCaffrey, Lamb, Jefferson, and Amonra are your first four. Your next four: Tyreek, Jamar Chase, Brees Hall, and Bijan Robinson. And rounding out the last four was A.J. Brown, Kyron Williams, Puka Nakua, and Nico Collins. So now let's move to round two, and we'll be working in a snake version. So, Steve, excuse me, Sean, you are up first following up that Nico pick. All right. So following Nico, we're going to take a, I think, a rookie phenom here from the Detroit Lions, Mr. Sam Laporta. Wow. Sam Laporta. Ooh. First pick of the second round. 
Wow, for those that are in listen-only mode, the 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 non-verbals from my uh, esteemed panel was quite interesting on that one. Now, if our other co-owner Nate Cheatham was on here, he'd be doing cartwheels and he'd be saying, "Why didn't you pick him earlier?" But uh, <laughs> that was for Nate for sure. That was for Nate. Okay, so Sam Laporta with the first pick of round two. Okay, let's go to Michael with the second pick of round two. Yeah, that's not how I thought it was going to go. But I, the more I look at it, I understand it. I'm sure we're going to talk more about it in a second. But for now, I'm looking between two guys. My heart wants both of them. I can't have both. So I'm going to take the guy that I was worried that JJ was going to take when he started gushing about the Jets. I'm going to take Garrett Wilson, who, again, is an otherworldly talent who would have been a top five wide receiver if Aaron Rodgers played a full season. So... I am hoping that we get some of that, and as the sleeper clock ticks me down, I will stop talking. He's Garrett Wilson speaks for himself. Oh, come on, dude. Perfect. <laughs> Garrett Wilson with the second pick. Okay. We are moving on to Johnny with the third pick of round two. So I'm torn here between two running backs uh, towards the top, and that's uh, Gibbs and Taylor. That's tough for me. I mean, Taylor got his contract. He should be rolling into next year. Um, but you know what? I'm not a Jonathan Taylor guy. I was I I I would talk down on him this year. Guess you can say I was wrong. Um, but I'm gonna stick to my guns here. I'm going with the young guy. Give me Jameer Gibbs, another Lions uh rookie phenom this year. I think that's a safe pick here for me. Jameer Gibbs with the third pick, two Lions in the last three picks, starting off round two. Okay, moving on to Steve. You know, I would have took Gibbs in the first at the end. When he said Lions, Sam Laporta, I was actually thinking that. So that's actually a pretty good pick. Um, let's see. Thanks, so for Steve. me, who am I doing on this board? I got two teams going here. This one I already got, A.J. Brown. I'm going to go ahead and uh, – you know what? Give me uh, – you already took Taylor. Give me a running back here. I'm going to take Sha uh, Shaquan Barkley for obvious reasons. Why not? He's always a player. Um, I'm pretty sure he's going to land somewhere good, you know? So, I mean, there's not a lot of an analysis there. Just set it, forget it. Give me Barkley. Saquon Barkley of the, well, currently New York Giants. The question will be, will he be with the Giants as we move forward? Okay. Um, Joe, you are up, sir. I am, and at the risk of going, sounding like a homer, I am going to go Jonathan Taylor here. I also am not the biggest Taylor fan. As a Colts fan, I was very much hoping they would trade him this offseason um, before the contract dispute stuff. I don't think he's a great fit with Anthony Richardson and the Steichen scheme, but when he did play this year, he did play very well, especially in that last game against Houston, trying to fight into the playoffs. And I do think adding Anthony Richardson back in will – at least make another threat, get the, make the offense be more than just kind of fool's gold as it was with Minshew. Um, and really, this is the bottom of a tier running back-wise for me, unless I miss mm -hmm. someone, which is very possible. But um, gonna, I typically would not start. I don't think I would ever start with two running backs back-to-back. -back, but we're going to go for it, see what happens here. Agreed. So Jonathan Taylor, see if it can be an RB1 again. Jonathan Taylor. Okay. And then wrapping up the, the first half of the second round will be the the esteemed JJ winner. 
I, I don't. I'm I'm steaming. I don't know if I'm a steam. Um, <laughs> I mean, looking at what's looking at what's left, man. I really hate this right off the bat. Um, meatloaf. So, well, first of all, I love meatloaf. So that's how old I am, Steve. Uh, there's Mickey's nothing like kid a good wants meatloaf. Go. So speaking of meatloaf and making a a lot of bad stuff out of good stuff, um, <laughs> man, I think I'm going to go with Waddle. I'm going Waddle. with Jalen Waddle. You, you know, I, I'm going to go back to my my speech from CMC, uh, and I think they said it about Tyreek Hill. Tyreek's only getting older. Waddle is right behind him. He gets fed. It's a high-powered offense. I don't have to play them on the road in the playoffs where they're always going to choke. So hopefully they have a lot of home games in December so I can win my championship in this league. So Jalen I love Jalen Waddle. I love that pick. I debated it, but thought he would make the next team, honestly. JJ, can you pick. do the, the little duck touchdown dance, man? I, it's I a don't, penguin, which I don't if you can't tell. Pe I, penguin, my bad. <laughs> I said duck. Oh, my gosh. Okay, penguin, <laughs> duck, whatever. They all waddle. <laughs> they all, they all waddle. <laughs> okay, and now Sean is next, and he's probably going to be frustrated because last time Tyreek got picked before him. This time Waddle got picked right before him. As a Dolphin fan, he's probably very frustrated. I really thought Waddle would make it to the next round, to be honest with you. I, I thought maybe he would go a little under the radar there. Uh, I'm actually torn be between two other wide receivers right now. One of them uh, had a career year, and the other one's Mr. Consistent here. Um, oh, boy. I think I'm going to take, and this might be a little riskier of the two, I'm going to take DJ Moore. He had 230 yards and three touchdowns in one game last year. And almost nobody remembers that. Uh, I think he had over 1,300 yards, like eight touchdowns. And that's with not a great quarterback or inconsistent quarterback hey, hey. play. I said what I said. <laughs> so, DJ Moore to the moon. I love that. I mean, Tyson, Page is, Tyson Page is a superstar, man. I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> yeah, for a couple <laughs> of weeks he was, yeah. Okay, Michael, you are up. Yep, and I'm I'm sitting here happy, and I won't lie because not only did a player I was considering in DJ Moore go off the board right before me, which actually makes me happy because I get to an easy it makes my choice easier, but also the player I was considering instead of Garrett Wilson is still here. So I'm going to stick to my brand, and that brand is drafting wide receivers and not running backs early in drafts, even in redraft, and that's going to take Chris Olave, the very clear. Alpha in New Orleans, who I that was the other guy I was considering. Chris Olave from the New Orleans Saints, <clears throat> who also it's Ohio State South as well, based on their draft uh, drafting patterns through the years. Okay, um, Johnny, you are up, sir. So for this one, I'm going to go back to a wide receiver as well. Um, I think this guy has still upside and, you know, right now it might sound like, oh, there's other better players on the board, but I'm taking a leap of faith um, because he's gotten better every year so far. And I do think he'll pass his counterpart um, globally coming into next year and furthering his uh, stock during this playoff stretch. And that's Brandon Ayuk um, from San Fran. I really think that he's a great, uh, I think, you know, he can step up and be that, if he hasn't already, number one uh, receiver. Um, Debo, 
you know, you have to worry about a little bit injury age there. It's tough to predict injury. So, um, you know, maybe he's somebody who you are a little scared a little bit more than others. But I do think Brandon Ayuk, for the duration of his career, if he stays there, will be a great receiver and uh, look to further build on his stats and prowess next year. Love that pick. Thank you. Okay. All right. Steve, you are up to bat. Hey, you ever, see that movie, um, you ever see that movie, Dr. Jekyll and Mr. Hyde? I got two teams. I got one incredibly high upside team, 1.3, and I got some mild-mannered Mr. Hyde, uh, doc, uh, doc, the doctor team over here at 1.9. So I got one team I'm playing the ceiling for. I got another team I'm playing the floor for. So I'm looking at my Justin Jefferson team, and I'm kind of gushing over here. So I can take anybody here. Before Ricky's team takes me off the clock, I'm going to announce one of the three stud wide receivers left, Stephon Diggs. Come on to my team. Stephon Diggs. Stephon Diggs of the Buffalo Bills. Still active. Big playoff game against the Chiefs coming up. All righty, Joe. I was worried that my pick was going to get stolen here, but I am going to go with the number one tight end who still is, despite a quote-unquote down year, it's Travis Kelsey. Um, still think he is the clear tight end one for redraft. Laporta was amazing, but there's a lot of turnover coming there with Ben Johnson's departure and just, frankly, more mouths to feed. Kelsey is still, he was down this year, was fighting an injury. Is there the injury dip? Yeah, probably, but as the 23rd overall player, I will – risk that Travis he's still first in points per game amongst tight ends so one of the questions I had asked I asked early on in the process where do we think Kelsey will end up going and will he go first so he goes second and he falls in the late second round okay wrapping up round two then we are back to Mr. JJ well, I realize I'm at the turn, and I'm, I was back and forth between two players, so I think I can get them both, which is awesome. Um, I'm going with the number one wide receiver free agent who's going to get his bag this year, and I'm taking T. Higgins at the end of nice. the second. Um, T. Higgins. I, I think T. Higgins is an easy wide receiver one. I, I know he had some injury issues. They had some QB issues. I think, uh, yeah, I would love to see him land with a great QB. Um, not that he doesn't have a great QB now, but wherever he goes, I, I'm excited to see what Higgins can do. So I'm going to take Higgins as my wide receiver one. Would you Higgins still take him here if if, nice. if he signs with Carolina? Yeah, I actually like uh, Bryce Young. Um, okay. I mean, the owner's an idiot. Idiot, yep. I, as long as they hire the right coach, and I think they're going to have a lot of offensive uh, candidates going in there. Uh, I think Bryce, I don't see too big of a difference between CJ Stroud and Bryce Young, except for coaching and situation. Um, I think Bryce can take a huge step with the right leadership. Yeah, I'm, I'm with you there. I'm with you there. I'm holding you guys. Okay, so let's, let's talk a little bit about round two here real quick. Um, first off, let's start off with the Ayuk pick. Um, Debo actually scored more than Ayuk this year. I love that sleeper app. I got to figure out how to turn that off because it won't turn it's, off right it's now. The, it's the sound thing <laughs> in the top right. That uh, you have you have to do it on your computer. I, and I've been clicking on it on mine, and it's not working. It won't it won't adjust. I don't know if it's because the draft already started. Well, and we'll know that I for like next it. time. It throws off Sean, so just let him <laughs> yeah. It it 
shuts my brain down. <laughs> well, Sean, we'll, we'll, we'll stick with you here. Debo outscored Ayuk this year. You like the Ayuk pick over Debo? I do. I thought he had uh, great chemistry with uh, Brock Purdy earlier this year. And uh, it wasn't until you know, Debo, I, I don't know if he was injured there for a while. I think so. Uh, maybe it just took a little while for him to get going. But, yeah, Ayuk is a fantastic wide receiver. All right. So, um, uh, Johnny, um, when Joe made his pick of Jonathan Taylor, he said, sounds like a homer pick. I don't think it's a good match, but he made the pick anyway. Thoughts on Jonathan Taylor in the mid-second round? I like Jonathan Taylor. I think he's a, you know, you're at this point, you're thinking he's a sure pick. Um, I'm with that. You know, the, the carries, the, um, the dedication they give him, you know, the trust they have in Jonathan Taylor. Uh, I, I don't see anything really pointing down. Um, me personally, I said, you know what? I don't, I don't know if he can continue to get those carries and exceed. Looks like I've been wrong so far. So Jonathan Taylor, you know, he had that number one year just a few years ago and uh, things looked great when he returned this year coming off, I think five games he missed and he looked like he, you know, for the most part picked up where they left off. Uh, I maybe am a little bit scared with Anthony Richardson when they turn to him next year. Um, and that might even scare me from a Michael Pittman too. But uh, as of right now, I think if, if they want to continue to tote the ball and uh, need a good running back, their, their top guy is Jonathan Taylor going into next year. Okay, great. Thank you. Okay, we're going to do two quick polls, and we're going to split it into groups of three. First, Sean's pick on Sam Laporta. So we'll go with JJ, Joe, and Steve on this with a vote. Too early or just right? JJ. It's too early. I mean, it's not a tight end premium league. Um, so I, I don't know. I can't, unless you know your tight end is going to score so many points and be your primary offensive weapon, I'm happy. I, I mean, as a tight end aficionado, uh, there's a lot of tight ends who are rising this year. Exactly. And I just think that there is finally a glut uh, from that 6 to 15 range that I I'm waiting for. Okay. Joe? I also agree that it's too early. Like I said, I think there's going to be turnover. I think Ben Johnson's departure, which should happen, I think that's going to be really bad for the Lions offense. I think it's going to take a lot out of Laporta. That Johnson likes to target the tight end. Goff, without a savant of a play caller, is, well, we know what he is without that savant. So I think it's early, right. but I get it, though. Steve, I totally Steve get are it. you making it unanimous? Yeah. Um, if you look at this year, or even last year, rather, but tight end is not in by early elite position anymore. You can actually, there's like eight or nine guys now, you can all argue that are in that range with, with, all, the, with all the rookies, uh, coming on, you know, you got the McBrides, you even got Evan Ingram doing stuff, you got Najoku. So you can go, you can wait on tight end now, especially in a 12 team, uh, one tight end, one quarterback league. Okay. All right. So let's, uh, let's talk about Kelsey then. Um, okay. So uh, Michael actually, uh, uh, let's see, it was, no, it was Joe that picked Kelsey, correct? So let, let's start with Michael on the Kelsey front. Too early yeah, it, or it, just it, right? If I was going to be picking a tight end between Laporta and Kelsey, I probably pick Kelsey, but I don't feel good about it. So it's good value where it is here, 
I personally, as I did in this draft, I, I'm willing to pass on both because I just, it, it, without it being premium, like JJ said, I I have question marks about these guys. I do have question marks about each of them. How much do we, is Travis Kelsey on the decline? How will Laporta and the lines look without Ben Johnson? Because I agree, he is gone. And, you know, you have a lot of those question marks. You, have, you know, Does Mark Andrews still take over? He should, you know, I, I there's a lot of guys I'm willing to take a shot on. I'm just not willing to do it at this draft cost. Um, mm-hmm. But that being said, it's I recognize that it's a good value. You know, Tra- Kelsey did still produce. His five for 60 was still good for the tight end, too, every week. Sean. What was that? I take that as a no. Would that sound like your AOL modem from the old days? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, there was no more clicks there. (laughs) Yeah, I mean, Kelsey's barrier is great for what he still is. I mean, he's still a a top target for Mahomes, and for the longest time, he was the only one that could catch. I mean, that's he's Mahomes is the number one guy, and until. Kelsey retires. Uh, he probably still is the the number one tight end. In I will also say that that's also part of my concern is I don't know if he. I think retirement is very much a possibility, especially with his it's, brother. More than it's like in him. his head already. So I still I will steer clear of Kelsey personally, just because of him already kind of getting that out there. Whether you know he came back and said no, I'm not going to retire now. Blah blah blah. That could change. Uh, you know, depending on how this season ends, I think will dictate a lot of his future. Interesting. Okay. So in the interest of time, I'm going to go ahead and recap now round two. Um, your first four picks, Sam Laporta, Garrett Wilson, Jameer Gibbs, and Saquon Barkley. Your next four picks, Jonathan Taylor, the Penguin Waddle, <laughs> DJ Moore, and Chris Olave. And rounding out the back half of round two, Brandon Ayuk, Stefan Diggs, Travis Kelsey, and T. Higgins. So quickly before we go to round three, I do want to mention, so if you go to idpguys.org, we have some great, great information. Soon to be IDP Plus as a reminder. We're putting out all kind of content since the season ended. We have started with tiers by each of the positions. We're getting into some rankings. We have all our tools that if you haven't been to our website yet, you can try out, such as Fantasy Point Finishes, your Snap Count tools, your Injury Tracker, etc. And so right now we are offering a special. You can get one month for $1 to check out IDP Guys. Use the code MOCKDRAFT, one word, and you can get it. Now that's for a limited time, subject to change, but right now $1 for one month mock draft. Come try it out, come check out our tools. These ter- terrific people on here, they're great writings, their rankings, um, et cetera. Come on down to idpguys.org. And with that, let's go ahead and move on to round three. And JJ, you said, you know what? I had two to pick from and I get them both on the turn and you seem pretty excited. So take it away. I was pretty excited and you are right. IDP plus has a lot of great tools. Uh, a lot of them are on this mock with me right now. So well, that was a, that was a good burn. No, too, too soon. Too soon for a burn. Just kidding, guys. Um, no, so uh, I did have two guys picked. Uh, my second one, I'm hoping there's a coaching change. 
if there's not a coaching change, I hope somebody sets down the idiot head coach and says, hey, you might want to run a good offense this year. And I'm going with Devonta Smith from Philadelphia. Um, all the talent in the world. And Nick Sirianni is the biggest idiot in the world. His offense is pathetic. Um, and that's like, it's amazing to me that the thing he takes the most pride in is what he's the worst at. Like, I hope he's fired, but Devonta Smith is who I'm going with. I love that pick. I wanted him to come around to one of my teams. You sounded like an Eagles fan there, but I know you're a Jets fan. So you, you, you spoke there with a lot of Eagles passion. I live in PA, so, <laughs> you know. It can, it's viral, Got it. like COVID. <laughs> Too soon. It's viral like COVID. <laughs> okay, Joe, follow up that one, buddy. I appreciate the Devonta Smith pick. It made my decision. I was between him and another receiver, and I'm going with Michael Pittman Jr. I know it seems like another homer pick, but I normally I hate having Colts players. I really do. Not just I'm a pessimistic fan, like having them, but I've been lower on Pittman as well but if you I chatted with Axton Harding our one of our fellow writers about Pittman and Chase on Twitter a couple days ago and yeah actually after that I moved Pittman up a lot in my dynasty rankings he's wide receiver 14 this year with Gardner Minshew who is not good at throwing the football and the four games that Richardson did play he was three pretty good games so I think it's promising he's this generation's Keenan Allen, I think, not a one-to-one stylistic player, but I think that's the type of production he could be having. And the accuracy issues that Richardson does have, Pittman has a big enough frame, I think, to kind of neutralize that a little bit and is a consistent player. And and uh, I do think that Pittman will either be franchise tagged or, or signed. I don't think he's going anywhere. I'm with you as well. Okay, so um, Steve, don't let the ticking clock bother you, but go right ahead, sir, with the next pick. So this pick screams bust because all the receivers that I had lined up were ready to go, okay? I'm going to look like a prince or I'm going to look like a fool for this one, but I'm doing it because I'm chasing high upside. Babe Ruth once said, you're going to miss every home run if you don't take a swing. So I'm taking a swing with my wide receiver three. I'm taking a 31-year-old who had a bad season. Cooper Cup, if you didn't get those five touchdowns in the, the year, you probably wouldn't know who he is. But look at my darn team. I got Jefferson, Diggs, and Cup. All I need to do is have one or two of them hit each week, and I got something. So I'm taking Cup there in the third round. It's a deal, but it could be a bust, and I already know. Cooper Cup. So we've already had a couple of different sets of wide receivers from a couple of teams. With uh, um, now the, we've had the Eagles, for example. Now we have the Rams as another example. So we've got we've got a couple of uh, pairs there. Okay, thank you, Steve. Johnny, you are up, sir. No, he is. Oh wait, yes, he is. Wait, yes, he is. I thought I was on the clock. I jumped the gun. Go, Johnny. Go. <laughs> yeah, Michael uh, didn't want to Mike didn't want to steal his pick, Johnny. I hope you steal his pick. Can you tell him now, eager okay? to make my pick? Please don't do this to me, Johnny. That's for sure. <laughs> Uh, for me, what I'm looking at right here, generally my, my mantra is you take the best player on the board. Um, I do have Amon Ross, St. Brown, and IU on this team. Um, so for me, I, I, I really don't want to pass up a running back here and get too stuck, um, almost have a zero running back strategy, but it's still early. Uh, I'm torn between Come two on. running backs. I think what I want to go 
this pick is I'm going to go with Rashad White, man. I mean, what he's Rashad done White. Um, in the stretch run of this year, I didn't see it coming. I was I had maybe five or six shares of him um, this year, and I was trying to trade him midseason to pretty much everybody. You know, he wasn't uh, – he was getting volume, but he wasn't really doing much with it. I don't know what happened over that last six to eight games, but, man, uh, he was almost MVP bound. So, to see him go in the third round of this draft, I think uh, – you couldn't say anything but good pick here. Rashad White, Tampa Bay Buccaneers. So I, I, I will say, I it wasn't who I was going to pick, but I won't. Lo- I, I love that value here. I, I was beyond impressed with Rashad White over the back half of the year. He looked awesome, and he was, he was a player I really struggled to get an opinion on as a prospect. And I liked him, but I saw the flaws. You know, I, I didn't love the programmers coming out of whatever. Either way, like that pick. Now, I'm happy to share that Mark Andrews is still here, and I'm going to take Mark Andrews. I'm going to just immediately take Mark Andrews. And this is why I like starting off with wide receivers so early is I feel like I have such a good baseline and ceiling with Tyreek Hill and Chris Olave. And now I have a difference maker at tight end in Mark Andrews. And this is exactly how I ideally build my teams is I build around wide receiver and tight end. And that's no less true in, in, in redraft as is in dynasty or as in anything. It's just how I like to build. Okay. Thank you, Michael. Sean, you've had All some right. interesting so, picks. Yeah, I, I didn't get snapped this time, so that was cool. Uh, I don't know what to do now. Should I be really happy or just play it off as cool? I think I done missed that part, so – uh, yeah, my next guy, uh, regardless of who his quarterback has been his entire career, all he does is get a thousand yards receiving and catch touchdowns. And that is Mr. Mike Evans of the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Mike Evans goes in the middle of round three to Team Sean. Okay, thank you, Sean. JJ. You know, uh, going along these lines with the big-bodied wide receiver who just seems to put up points, I'm going with DK Metcalf. Um, I mean, it's a new coach coming in. I don't know what's going to happen. I don't know if Gino's going to be the QB, but that's I kind of went with like a stable situation for my first two, so I can take a little bit more of a risk, and I think Metcalf is worth that risk. DK Metcalf from the Seattle Seahawks, who will have a new coach and new offensive coordinator. Okay, next, Joe. I do like that DK Metcalf pick. I really hope Geno stays. I think he's a legit quarterback. I wouldn't say a franchise quarterback, but I think he is a Super Bowl winning type player. He's awesome. And with that said, I'm going to go with the quarterback here. This is not the way I would normally build a team, but with kind of how the board fell, figure, <laughs> just going to say, kind of screw it and see what happens, how I feel about this. I'm going to go with my fi- fellow Wyoming Cowboy, Josh Allen. Um, Josh great, Allen. It was great watching him when I was going to school there, and it's fun to have him on fantasy teams. Um, still early for a quarterback, but again, a lot of it's just kind of see what to, what is going to happen here with a build like this, and I do think this is probably a reasonable value for him, though this is not the way I would build a team most of the time. Josh Allen, our first quarterback off the board. We'll see if any uh, more fall here in round in this round here, and we'll we'll go to Steve and see if that's the case or not. 
I'm going uh, production. I'm going volume. I'm going big body receiver. I'm, I'm taking Debo Samuel here, and I, I, I really thought he would have been taken by now, so it's a value pick. Debo Samuel going uh, a, a, a whole, almost a whole round later than Ayuk right. goes here in the third round to Steve. Okay, Johnny. With this next pick, I'm still torn between two running backs here. Um, I think for this pick, I'm going to roll with Isaiah Pacheco. I mean, he just got better after the first the first breakout year. The second year got better. Um, the attempts were up by 35. The yards were up by 100. He scored two more rushing touchdowns. Uh, to me, a big question mark was his receiving ability. Last year as a rookie, he had 13 catches for 130 yards. This year, second year, 44 catches, 244 with two touchdowns. Uh, I think he's a player that is still on the rise. I think that, uh, he, you know, he backs up my uh, draft stock on putting him putting on him here. And I think next year he's going to take off even further. Granted, it wasn't a huge bump up from year one to year two, but um, somebody who plays for that Chiefs uh, organization who gets the ball, um, their number one running back, he scores rushing touchdowns. He's fast. He's, he was returning kicks even at one point in his rookie year. I think he's got a lot of juice, and uh, I think this, the arrow still points up for Isaiah Pacheco here. Pacheco. Okay, two more picks here in round three. And, Michael, you are up. Yep, and as much as I disparage running backs, I'm going to go one here, and I'm going to take a guy that is a workhorse who is on a, what I think will be a high-scoring team next season and has firm control of his backfield. That is Travis Etienne, who I don't believe should be available late in the third round, given the volume that he is going to see. Caught 58 passes this year. Could easily catch more next year. I am all about that volume this late. So, yeah. Travis Etienne. Sweeper agrees. Yeah, right? That sound was jazzy. All about it. Okay, Sean, let's, uh, you know, you have you have made some interesting picks with this Team 12 here with Nico and Laporta here in the first two rounds. So let's see who you're going to excite us with here at the end of round three. All right. So, yeah, this is my crazy team. Let's go with Kansas City's new number one target, Rasheed Rice. Yeah, that, that, that's, that's Rice. one of the other names. Yeah. Great pick. All right, Sean. Rasheed Rice rounds out our our third round. Okay, so let's talk a little bit about some of the interesting things that happened here in third in the third round. Okay, so we had our first quarterback go off the board. Um, Johnny, were you expecting quarterbacks to go a little bit earlier, or did you expect them to go a little bit later this year? Uh, I'd say this is about where I'd expect them. You know, I think um, the the pick of the quarterback, it's almost like the first pick of a IDP league. You know, you want to you want to have the best. You want to break the mold. You want to have that advantage. So at some point, the, the quarterback's going to get taken. I think third round is pretty fair. Usually, we see like a Mahomes first round. A Hurts last year, I think, was like a second rounder. So I think uh, even though this this might not be a, this is a one quarterback, I think it's uh. I think it's fair value where they were picked in the third round there. Okay. So um, let, let's go over to Steve now. Steve, when you look at the board, and for those of our listeners, the wide receivers are color-coded in blue and running backs in green. 
And there's a lot more blue stickers on the board than green. I was expecting maybe in round three, we'd start seeing more of those green running back stickers. And we only saw three more. Um, meeting your ex what you expected, Steve, or um, are very different? Uh, what I expected, um, I'm going back to the second really quick with Gibbs, Barkley, Taylor. I think that's where the drop-off was a little bit. But, yeah, I would have went wide receiver all day long with the PPR. I could have waited on quarterback because quarterback's a little bit – watered down with PPR. So yeah, that's, that's what exactly what I was expecting. Okay. Um, now one of the stats that's interesting, and I'm a, I'm a, I'm a numbers guy. I'm a numbers geek. Sorry. Is that on average 12 running backs of the top 12 running backs from each year on average five only repeat the next year in the top 12. So is Etienne likely to stay in that top five range given that statistic jj what do you think well i think that statistic doesn't talk about production it talks more about injury and health you know in every position you want somebody who's going to be healthy and we don't know that um so was he just lucky and played in a lot of games this year therefore he put up more points probably but i don't think you like i was shocked that etienne fell that far uh i probably would have grabbed him in the second or the third, if I hadn't already taken a running back for each of my teams. Um, I love that pick. I love that offense. And I and they're growing. Like, he's still a young player. So, I don't know. Did that answer the question? I think I sort of went yes, off on a tangent did. there. It, All it, right, it did. It did. Very good. Okay, one more. Sean, Cooper Cup. Puka Man. seems like he's taken over as the number one. Cooper's turning 31. A lot of those passes that seemed like he and Stafford would catch in the end zones, it seemed like Cup was just like a, foot, a step slower. The hands didn't quite get there. Comfortable with Cup in the third round? I mean, had he still been there when I took Mike Evans, I still would have took Mike Evans over him just because of the injury concerns. I do think he's been replaced on the offense as the number one guy. And I hate to say somebody's injury prone, but – he, he's just not staying on the field right now. And if he can't stay on the field, whereas somebody like Mike Evans, I mean, Mike Evans is an old guy, but he's always on the field. That's what I need. Okay. All right. Thank you, Sean. Okay. Let's, let's, let's go to our last round that we're going to do in this mock draft round four. And uh, Sean, you are leading us off with the, the most interest. I have to admit, I think that's the most interesting team so far of the draft. <laughs> It's super it's, fun. Yeah, though. it's, it's it has fun. character. This, for it sure. is super fun, though. Int interesting doesn't mean bad for the record. Yeah. By the way. So I think it's time to go running back on this one. And had this guy not been injured pretty much all of last season, I think he would have been just a little higher. I'm going Nick Chubb here, even though it's PPR. Nick Chubb is fantastic Chubb. when he's on the field. I know he's getting up there in age a little bit, but. He's not enough to scare me away here. I was wondering when somebody would take Nick Chubb because I think we're all we all want to. That injury mm -hmm. was just really bad. That scared me a little bit. At I least think it happened going. early enough in the season yeah, that I think he can come back pretty pretty confidently here. Yeah, I, I, I feel like he will and we'll all be you know wishing we took him a little bit earlier. Okay. All right, Michael. All right, yeah, I'm up. Ah, uh, boy. All right, 
Here we go. So interesting build right now. I still don't have a running back that doesn't force me to take one. I want to get that clear. That doesn't make me feel you know compelled to take one, but I will. Um, so I'm deciding between a couple here, one that I don't really like, but I can't ignore the production over the back half. And, you know, at the end of the day, I have to accept if I'm wrong at some points and I'm not willing to do that, but James Cook is who I'm going to take here. I can't ignore what he was able to do when Ken Dorsey was removed from the system. He really produced, um, and you know, he's going to catch passes. So. Yeah, I'll go James Cook, which I don't love because I didn't love him as a prospect, but I can't ignore the production. James Cook is pick number two of the fourth round. Okay, Johnny. I really like that James Cook pick. That was the second running back I was torn from from the uh, pick before. So I really like that pick. Um, I'm looking at right here, Kyron, Gibbs, and Pacheco. I got three running backs. Now, if it's if it's me and, you know, this is a uh, – me and my buddies here. I'm. I'm. St- I don't care. I'm still take take a running back. Um, now, for the sake of evening out my team, I don't want to walk out of here without a, a great wide receiver. I think if, if Rasheed Rice was here, I would go with him in this spot. That's what I was looking for. That was a great pick. Um, but I'm still looking at the stalwart Devonte Adams here to round out my my draft. I still think he, uh, you know, whether it be O'Connell, whoever's whoever's throwing it to him, like Steve said earlier, cream rise, you know, and Devonte mm-hmm. Adams. Down year. I mean, uh, they were figuring things out as an organization. Now they got him with some stability. Um, you get a head coach, you get an offseason, and I think he really helps out whoever is there as the quarterback. And uh, Jacoby Myers, you know, he's we haven't said his name, but he's really helped draw attention off him. So great one two punch there. I think I can't go wrong with Devontae Adams here. Yeah, I was also considering Devontae Adams in my pick. I just didn't want two receivers that are going to be on the same team. Fair. Get Wilson. Okay. All right. We got Devante going there. And so next up is Steve. Yeah. And, and this is why I don't take running back early because there's so many guys you can get later. Um, this guy here, he was, he was hype early in the year. So I'm going to read his weeks three through five statistics for you. Okay. 9.5 yards per attempt, 7.8 yards per reception. Okay. Fell off earlier in the year. People forgot about him. 6.4 yards per attempt, 8.5 yards per reception. He can do it all. He's on a fast-paced offense. Give me uh, D- uh, David A. Shane of Dolphins, if I didn't time out already. A. Chan. <laughs> all right, Devin A. Chan from the Miami Dolphins, going ahead of Mostert, who mm-hmm. uh, was like the number, depending on different scoring systems, top four usually, and also very interesting. Okay, so next up, Joe. Yep, I am going to take my first wide receiver for this team. Looks like there is still another elite older wide receiver out there, and that is Keenan Allen, topped with a top five quarterback right now. There is the risk that he – sorry, child is watching Finding Dory and is super excited. I, I think she's excited about your Keenan Allen pick is what it is. I don't yeah, know that is. as well. That is an option. But, yeah, James. Yeah. Um. Yeah, Keenan Allen has been a stalwart. He's been amazing with Justin Herbert. Hopefully that stays the case, but if not, I, he will go, most likely will go to a team to ring chase, be probably a number one receiver elsewhere, and still get a lot of PPR points. With this being a full PPR, his value goes up a little bit more as well. Keenan Allen with the now fifth pick of round four. Okay, 
JJ, pick six of the fourth round. I was going to go on a diatribe, like talking about old guys and how we still have value. And then he takes Keenan Allen. Great pick. Uh, so I'm going to go the opposite way. You know, I'm a dynasty guy. I'll always be a dynasty guy, even when I'm doing redraft. And I'm going to go with Drake London. Because how much worse can it get? How much worse can it get for that dude? Right? I mean, he got rid of Arthur Smith. Please, God, let him get rid of Desmond Ritter. Belichick is going to come in there. They're going to bring in. They're going to spend money on a QB. They have to. Right? Right? Maybe. Maybe not. Hopefully they do. Uh, I don't know. The kid has potential if he could, can get a effing target every once in a while. So I'm going with Drake London. And the 2024 Atlanta Falcons quarterback is Jimmy Garoppolo. All right. I would like oh, to change man. my pick. Um, <laughs> with, with Brian Hoyer as his backup. That is correct. Brian Hoyer as backup. And a trade for Jacoby Brissett after week six. Okay. Listen, I would take Drake London with Jacoby Brissett. Oh, absolutely. All day. <laughs> all day. Imagine how Dotson and McLaurin would have been this year if they had Brissett all year. You know, we, we're going to have to do a show on coaching changes and impacts to players and so forth and, and, and do a lot of roasting of Arthur Smith as part of that. Okay. And with that, we'll go over to Sean. Oh, man. I'm, I'm really torn here. Uh, part of me wants to take TJ Hawkinson. But, mm -hmm. yeah, that injury kind of messed with me. And can he be back in time? I, you know, I think it's cutting fair, it close. Though, ACLs nowadays, I mean, they're they're coming back. They're healing faster. So, but I'm he's sort of the them. MCL too, right? Yeah, right. Well, yeah. So, I, I think I'm still going to take TJ Hawkinson here. Uh, he's phenomenal. Uh, he was on pace to be the, the top tight end before he got injured. Uh, again, it doesn't matter who his quarterback is. It doesn't matter what team he's playing for. He's shown consistent production across the board. Uh, I'm I'm sticking with him. Mm -hmm. If this was 1992, I'd be a little more worried, you know? Yeah, for sure. Okay. Michael, you are up with a team of Tyreek Hill, Olavi, and Andrews. Yep, and I, I misspoke before when I said I didn't have a running back on that team. I was talking about the wrong team. This one I don't have a running back on. And again, I don't feel compelled to do so. I want to get that straight. If I had another player I wanted more, I would take that, and I'd happily go into round five without a running back because I am more than comfortable building my team that way. That said, I am going to take one, and I'm going to take the guy that is – 40% responsible for ah, – no, 60% responsible for the Green Bay Packers, a dominant win against Dallas, and that's Aaron Jones, who is – Aaron Jones. Yeah. Let's go. Let's go, Aaron Jones. Sleeper's with me. Listen, if, if he stays healthy, he's going to be a top-five running back. I have no doubt about that. Will he stay healthy? I do have doubts about that. But everyone does. And, you know, I, I'm old. I think that's baked into his, his price here in, in round four. I have, no doubt that he's back as well. I have no doubt that he's back on the Packers next year. This team loves it. And okay. Johnny. Ooh, this is a tough pick. I mean. Hopefully, I don't spoil anyone's pick here ahead, but I got a tough decision. I mean, we only have one quarterback taken. Patrick Mahomes was first, second round, borderline last year. Do I take him here? 
I'm going to say no. There's still so many good quarterbacks out there. I, I, I'll, I'll throw that position a little bit further. Amari Cooper, he's still out there. Do I take him? I want to say no. I don't know what he's going to do when Watson's there. I, I don't know if he's really that built like that, like uh, we saw with Joe Flacco. So uh, I'm fading him. Calvin Ridley, he's still here. Uh, he has upside, but I want to see him put the pieces together. Tajay Spears might be a reach. He's still there. I want to see him do it first. Give you my pick. I am going to go high upside here, take a chance. Um, maybe you, you like those names. I said if you want to stay safe, but if you're really chasing someone with high upside here, kind of like that Rashid Rice, to give you Jaden Reed from the uh, Packers. I think you really Jaden Reed. Love Jaden Reed. Uh -huh. Nice. The Packers have had a history with uh, picking wide receivers. That's for sure. And especially if you were round, of your turn yard leagues too. I mean, I was leagues, boom, he killed. Okay, great. Thank you, Johnny. Steve. Yeah, uh, just to convey a point here, this is probably one of the first years that I can recall that tight end is loaded this year, as it was last year. I mean, we're already one, two, three, four. We're already four tight ends deep, and there's a guy here that I'm about to take. He's got 90 targets last year, 65 receptions. He led the league in yards, uh, YTD, 15.7 uh, average and six touchdowns. So I'm going to go tight end here. I'm going to go George Kittle. George Kittle. So that makes four 49ers skill players off the board, which, uh, which leads the draft so far at this point. Okay, two more picks to go. Joe. So like Michael was talking about earlier with his team four, his team four or five, sorry, where not having a running back at this point does not mean he's going to take a running back. I also do not have a running back at this point, and I am still not going to take one here. I'm willing to punt that with a couple running backs I do still like later on. I'm going to go a bit upside. I'm going Calvin Ridley, who hopefully sticks with the Jaguars. He had a what many called a disappointing season, but in his first action in two years, finished as wide receiver 17, 18. So I will gladly take that. He has top five wide receiver upside. He was very close to hitting it big with Trevor Lawrence. I do think another offseason together would get them really on that same page. And him being a little older and having a little injury history does scare me, but I think he could very easily end up as a wide receiver one this year. In the fourth round, oh, really? To the surprise of no one, I, I love your team, Joe. I love your team too. I love, I love, Thanks, I love anything with less running backs on there. Despite me drafting three of them. <laughs> okay, then our yeah, last pick really of this pick mock hits, draft. Good. Oh, I'm sorry, Steve. Go ahead. No, I was saying if his Ridley pick hits as his wide receiver three, he's look at that. He, he's gonna. Yeah, I love it. All right, JJ, you have the last pick to round out round up our four-round mock draft. Well, uh, I'm a little bit to torn on which direction I'm going to go in. With the last <clears> pick, <throat> um, it gives me a little bit of a chance to pontificate about uh, Jalen Hurts. Uh, Jalen Hurts was in a terrible offense this year, as I may have mentioned before. Did I mention I hate Nick Sirianni? I hope I did. Um, <laughs> it may but, have come up. I think I might yeah. you might have mentioned it briefly. Just want to float that out there. Uh, but Jalen Hurts was in that offense, was the second highest scoring QB. Uh, I love him. I think he's a lot more mature than the coaches. 
I think he's wise beyond his years, and that offense let let him down. Now, he is going to see a step back if Kelsey does retire. Um, Kelsey's impact can't be overstated on that offense. But I love Jalen Hurts, and I'm excited to see what he can do with those two great weapons. Hopefully they fill out wide receiver three through wide receiver six on that team and not roll out Quez Watkins and Julio Jones. Um, but yeah, I'm excited to see what Jalen Hurts can do this year with a better offensive system. Okay, great. Thank you, JJ. So that that concludes our our, our mock draft, our four rounds. But we're gonna we're gonna dissect this a little bit. So I'm gonna ask our esteemed colleagues to think about what was the best pick they made, their worst pick they made, looking at the teams they didn't draft, which one they liked the most, and maybe the biggest surprise, maybe. Someone drafted earlier than they expected. Someone that hasn't been drafted yet. Maybe it's you know the 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 number of different positions. So I'll ask you guys to think about that as I re and we'll jump around on some of these questions. And I'll just recap for those in our listening audience the the fourth round. So the first four picks of the of the fourth round were Nick Chubb, James Cook, Devontae Adam, Adams, and Devin Achan, followed by. Keenan Allen, Drake London, TJ Hawkinson, and Aaron Jones as the middle four of round four. And then finally, wrapping up round four, Jaden Reed, George Kittle, Calvin Ridley, and Jalen Hurts. So two quarterbacks went, five tight ends went. Interesting. Very, very interesting. Because last year when you looked at things, there was about three quarterbacks going in the middle of round two as uh, – the draft season came to an end. You had Mahomes, Allen, and Hurts all going in that middle second round. So quite a change as a few people might have felt like they got burned this past year. Okay, so let's let's jump around with some of these questions. Um, let's start with Sean. Sean, best pick you made? Probably the Nick Chubb in the fourth. Care to elaborate? I would not. <laughs> no with, with all the all, right yeah with, with all the other you know running backs taken this guy is you know a former league leader that offense was built around him like he was that entire offense until he got hurt so uh to be able to get that kind of production in the fourth round uh, i think is pretty phenomenal actually okay um Steve, your favorite pick. Um, you want me to do both teams? I can do uh, Jefferson just, on one. Just, just, just give me one. Oh, okay. Um, it would be it would be the Jefferson Diggs, the high wide receiver upside early rounds. Okay, great. Thank you, Johnny. If you're looking back and you had to do it again, which pick you like? Oh, I wish I wouldn't have done. Maybe, maybe you don't have any. Yeah, I don't think I really have any. I really like where I'm at. Um, I will say someone who I will love, the pick I'd love or hate, would be Jaden Reed. Like I said, there was some guys, Calvin Ridley, Amari Cooper, that I forgave over him. Uh, I'm really sh putting a vote of confidence in him. Uh, I do think it is tough. There's not really number one there that uh, he has to really step over. You know, Christian Watson, maybe that's 50-50. I, I do see him taking uh, ahead of that. That lead. I, I want to drop one more stat. I think it was the Packers only had uh, a back or a consecutive yard um, leader as far as wide receivers. I think it was only two weeks. It was week three and four with Romeo Dobbs. 
that kind of does scare me. But I do think Jalen Jaden Reed is a walking bomb. They give him uh, rushes too. You know, a lot of goal line touches there. So uh, I think that's boom or bust for me, Jaden Reed. Okay, JJ, biggest surprise of the draft. Sam Laporta. <laughs> Sam Laporta, easy for me. Uh, I mean, I don't listen. I love Sam Laporta. I don't think it's a bad pick. It just surprised me to see him go so early. Um, do yeah. you do you think Laporta would have made it back to that team in round three? Only with the way things are going, yes. I'm okay. surprised that like Kincaid didn't go if Laporta went. You know, and I, I don't know. I was a little bit surprised by tight ends and who went and who didn't go. It just mm-hmm. seems like there's a lack of recency bias. Right. Interesting. Okay. Joe, a, a different biggest surprise for you maybe related to the draft. Um, I'm going to go with how little quarterbacks were taken. Um, definitely expect them to not start going in the second round, but I definitely thought after going Josh Allen that it would kind of start a little bit of a run. Whether it was even if it was only four quarterbacks going, but not seeing Patrick Mahomes, Lamar Jackson, those sort, those sorts in the top four rounds was a little bit of a surprise. Now, Joe, do you think seeing, that? Oh, sorry. No, I, I, I was to, also going to say seeing the older <laughs> wide receivers like Keenan Allen, Devontae Adams fall a little bit. Were you going to ask JJ? Mm-hmm. Um, I was just going to say, do you think that is because of Mahomes' disappointing season this year? Like, um, people are just a little bit like. Yeah, I think it could be a little bit, but I also think anyone watching and especially who'd be like tuning in here would still know that Holmes is awesome and that there were a lot of, there's a lot of noise with his disappointing season. He was still amazing in that Rasheed Rice, Isaiah Pacheco, and Travis Kelsey all going within the top three rounds. I feel like Mm -hmm. those three are going, then Mahomes not being here is a little odd. We also had a lot of quarterbacks get injured this year. I think yep. that burned a lot of people from last year. Mm-hmm. I think that's fair. I think if you went rounds five through seven, Ricky, you'd probably have more quarterbacks in that oh, yeah. range. Yeah. Especially if Hurts going 412. I feel like that really would set it off now. Yep. Yep. Okay. Michael, of all the teams not yours, what is your favorite team on the draft board? That's not mine. Right, you That's know, not because, yours. Okay, because we know you. We know your team eleven your and team too. five. I mean, because those are clearly the two best here: team, team eleven and team five. But that's not the point. That's not what you're asking. Um, yeah, I, I, I alluded to it before, and I'm going to stick with it now. I'm going to say team two. Team two is my favorite, and as much as I like a lot of these teams, team one is certainly a contender as well. I, I, if Travis Kelsey is back. If he is just on the field, he will be a top three tight end. And he will probably be number two or number one. And I'm all about that. I fully believe in Michael Pittman as a talent. I think believe in Calvin Ridley as a talent, even though this year was dismal. Um, I, and C.D. Lamb is, is is in that same tier. Justin Jefferson, Jamar Chase, Tyreek Hill. It's the same exact tier. So I, I, I love that. It's how I like to build my teams is building mm-hmm. around the wide receiver. So that's uh, that's where I lean. Well, thank you. Okay. 
All right. All right. Well, Joe, uh, since uh, he was nice enough to call you out, I'm going to ask you the same exact question you know as you look at the, the non-Joe teams. And you cannot be biased by the fact that Michael picked your team for the record. Uh, <laughs> which which uh, team stands out for you? So looking through, and I'm going to throw a little bonus one. I would say my least favorite is actually my other team. Just not asked, but it's again, like I said, it was a build I normally don't do. So don't love that one. I'm also definitely buying time for myself while I look over everything. I think the main contenders are, to me, Team Sicoli's Team 5, but also Team 7. Those two are the main contenders there. The second-round receivers I absolutely adore. The third- and fourth-round picks I think are really good values. First-rounders speak for themselves. Um, to flip a coin, I would go Team 7, just I'm not a Mark Andrews guy. But that's really the deciding factor there. And if Drake London does get a Kirk Cousins, that would really. But if Drake London's rolling out with Jimmy G, that that enough is to flip it back to Team Five, I think. Okay, Last great, year. thank you, Joe. And I know that puts pressure on when you're having to pick across. There's really many, many good teams out here. There's a lot of great drafts here, and all. One very yeah. interesting one as well. <laughs> no name is mentioned team 12 sean with uh nico and laporta and rashi and nick Chubb. that is truly an interesting team um steve thoughts on that team the the team 12 nico laporta rashi rice nick Chubb. you going to battle with that one yeah uh it's it's a hit or miss team i mean it's either gonna have strong weeks or it's not like if that's a best ball i'll take it but you know i'm a little I'm a little, you know, closer to the vest when I'm, when I'm drafting, like, you know what I mean? Like there's a, I like Joe's model. So I tried to kind of copy that a little bit, but like, there's a lot of, there's a lot of questions on that team is what I was going to say. All right, Sean rebuttal before we, we wrap it up here. Uh, everything that has been said about that team is correct. <laughs> <laughs> I wanted to do something different with that team. I didn't want to draft these as the same person right. drafting, you know, the same thing. So I wanted to go in a different direction. And, and a lot of times in, in drafts, we see somebody going over hypes with the people that did good last year. And that's basically what this team did minus the Chubb pick. I can see that I, team being the top scorer, like, you know, two, three games of the year. Or weeks of it's, the year. It's either going to do really good or really bad. Like, I don't feel there's a lot of in-between with that team at all. Yeah. I, I really love what you did for our audience there, too, Sean, in terms of really giving them some food for thought in terms of, you know, Nico Collins, an early-round pick, Rasheed Rice, a fairly early-round pick, consideration of where Nick Chubb should go, as an example, tied in. So you you did give our audience a, a, a lot to think about with that team as that, the way you approached it. So nicely done there. Okay, so with that, thank you all very much. I want to thank my esteemed colleagues. I want to thank our audience who joined us. This will be the first of many Monday mock drafts that we're going to have. And so look forward to um, doing more of those for our, for our um, listening audience. And as I mentioned earlier in the show, we're going to do redraft. We're going to do dynasty. We're going to do rookie. We're going to do offense. We're going to do defense. We're going to do offense and defense. So we're going to have a great mixture. If you haven't subscribed to our channel, for those that are listening, please subscribe and, and join our family here at IDP Guys slash IDP Plus. I mentioned earlier in the show, but as a reminder, with the code mock draft, go to IDPGuys.org. You can get one month for $1, limited time only. So jump in there, go and check out everything that we have.
And so with that, we'll call it a wrap. Thank you again to my esteemed colleagues here. Y'all did a wonderful job. Wishing you all great health and happiness. Be nice to one another, everybody, and see you for the next Mock Draft Monday. Take care. Thank you for watching this IDP Guys video. If you like this content and you want more fantasy football content, click here. If you enjoyed this video and you want to see more videos to help you master your IDP league, click here to subscribe.